Bye. <laughs> <laughs> happy evening. Happy Friday. weekend. Yes. Friday. It's Friday for us right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Week's over. Feels good. Yeah, we were. I went through a slog. Just you know that month of January really does carry on. Yeah, it's a long month, especially when you get good weather. And by good, I mean significant weather patterns. Oh, so, I yeah, I yeah, got yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. But every time we can see Friday and know that there's some rest ahead, it feels pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, agreed. I think that's part of why we do this on Fridays is because um, there's rest incorporated into our evening before we do this. And we come do this after we've rested a little bit. And that's that's pretty hobbitish, I think. It is. Yes. It is. And we can unwind and we can tell our stories. And without this routine of recording together, we wouldn't have these opportunities to regularly sit down and chat. I mean, obviously we would chat about the things that are important of our day, but this is nice to have regular sit down focus chat, not like chat while kiddos are also wanting to, to say their piece yeah. or chat in in the case of my favorite habit, chat right before we hit the pillows. Right no, on the pillows. On the pillows. On the and pillow, it's like ready to go to bed. Oh my goodness, did you know what happened today? Did you ever think about this one thing? And and I'm off. I'm off to the races right yep. before we go to bed. Yep. I have all Your sorts of topics. Your energy level spikes immediately I mean, before going to sleep. Yeah, yeah. I have all sorts of stories. Even if I was asleep on the couch before well that's probably even the worst case scenario for you if i had a chance to take a little nap yeah generally and then it's you almost get on a friday night saturday night you get about a two-hour nap on the couch i hope i hope it's less than that i think that's the extreme is the two hour maybe i think it's more yeah. common to be one hour, about an hour. maybe in the summertime then... i get real Meanwhile, I'm watching TV and resisting sleep. Sleep yeah. is good. Though. How do you do that? How do you do that? Anyway, it's it's good to sit and chat. Well, and I think we we in some ways get deeper here than we would, like you said, in our kind of everyday lives. Yeah, we don't really take a chance to talk about kind of deep things that we're thinking about or or mm -hmm. experiencing. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fun to edit out <laughs> all the coughs and the snorts and the sneezes because we're still sick. I mean, week three. I don't consider myself sick. I consider, I consider myself sick. Myself recovered with like the hang hanging leftover infrequent annoying symptoms. Yeah, I think I'm about to pass away. Oh, man. This is it. My dear. Anyways. Um, 
as we were saying, this gives us a chance to get to some deeper topics mm -hmm. that we probably wouldn't address uh, or even maybe really take the time to think about if we weren't doing this. So, mm -hmm. um, Let so me yeah. ask you a question. Yes. How late is too late to wish someone a happy new year? After the month of January has passed. We have T minus, what is it? One, two. That's the 26th of Five January. Five days to get our New Year's cards out. Before they become... Silly. Foolish. Foolish. Full of a tuck, you couldn't even thoughts. get your New Year's card out in a new year. We don't do Christmas cards. We do New Year's cards. Christmas is too busy of a season to do cards. All these people doing their cards. I can't handle Christmas. it. We yeah. can't handle that. Mm -mm. We can almost not handle the New Year's card. And maybe a lot of that is because the pressure of the season has released. But I'm still committed. You know, when we invest time, energy, money in something, it feels like we should get those all the way out. And they are 98% they are ready to go into the mail. But I bring this up because it is the reason I had the idea for tonight's topic. Because I realized, wow, we're pretty close to having irrelevant cards going out to everyone that say Happy New Year. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, and that that guilt inspired a reflection on why are we doing this anyway? And part of it is because we do incorporate a letter, a little bit of news from our family and what we're up to. And I thought, you know, that feels like a Hobbit-like thing to do, to share your family stories, to document where, you, where you've been, where you're going, to wish others well, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight. So there's hospitality in a card. Mm -hmm. Even if you're the one sending it, there's hospitality in that. But there's also kind of a story. And stories are very Hobbit-like. Hobbit yeah. Yeah. And I would say each family is going to have their own version of telling their stories, right? There are the families that will be strong in the... I don't know, sitting around a campfire or just, you know, gathering around a table and telling stories of yeah. characters yeah. in the family past. But uh, some will some will write about it. Some have extensive family photo books, and that's how they tell their stories. But I think that's an essential piece of our, you know, family lifestyle is to document somehow and to share what makes your family your family where you've been and where you're going what do you think yeah the whole reason we're looking at hobbits is really because hobbit hobbit habits hobbit habits hobbit habits that's hobbit a, habits that's a heck of a name for a podcast hobbit habits uh hobbit habits and culture and things like that life ways I think Tolkien is is suggesting to us that these are the very best paths through humanity. Mm. And some of the 
the most human uh, experiences you can have. So to be a good human is to really experience what it is to be human in its most pure forms and some of the things that we do differently from the rest of creation mm-hmm. uh, and, and really dig into those things. And so one of those things is telling our story. Yeah. Recording our things. Yeah. Recording what's important. Dogs don't tell stories. Dogs don't really tell stories. <laughs> not really. <laughs> not intentionally. Not uh, to their... Not to their generation. And not to, like those things, yeah, those things don't matter. Yeah. Those things matter to humans because we know what it means personally to invest in a life of our own. Mm-hmm. And we recognize the importance of the things going on in our own lives mm-hmm. the joys, the desires, the hopes, the dreams, the failures, the, the, the great stories that we tell. They matter because we matter. Yeah. And there's something innate that we recognize there that, that our stories matter because we matter. Mm-hmm. And so to record those things is to make them in some way permanent, to make them matter longer yeah. than just the, the moment in which that those events happen. Yeah. We understand how we can endure in time. Yeah. Yeah. And there is this, motivation to make sure that next generation knows about us where we came from and there's power in that i think we've talked about that before with the generations of peace episode probably but yeah i just this last year started a photo album like a best of Mm -hmm. you know 2023 photo album and that was something you started on your phone. In right? my phone. Like, like in, in my phone. Yeah, that's photos. how I saved our best photos. And they didn't have to be picture perfect, but kind of memories or silly things or, you know, selfies that were sweet. Yeah, the moments know. that resonated yeah. in those photos. Yeah, you you hung on to them. Yeah, so I whether, categorized them. Yeah, whether you took the photos or they were sent to you by yeah. me or other family members or something. We Right. So yeah. then... Then with that album, I just looked for something. I would think I was on Shutterfly and just basically put the photos into the book and called it 2023 and then print had it printed and sent. So Shutterfly is not a sponsor. Not a but sponsor. But you can get 40% off almost everything <laughs> on their store right now. Sign up for their text alerts and you will not be lonely. I'm looking at their website right now. They have a coupon on the main page for 40% off. Anyways, you ordered a photo book I from them. I ordered a photo with book. These just with 2023 as the label. I did not work hard on it and it did not turn out perfectly. I should have looked at it closer and noticed that some photos would kind of look funny printed the in the order they were. Uh, yeah, your face is like on a crease. Yeah, exactly. A very big spread. Exactly. It's big picture, Stacy's face. And that happened more than once on a Creased. photo. Yeah. So that's fine though, because I was just satisfied that okay, I there is some book that exists of our photos from 2023. I hope to do this annually, and it wasn't that much work for me, but it really takes that ambiguous photo album in your phone and at least for my brain puts it in a space in history of 
we have a tangible book that we can look through. And that's something I, I think your family did really well as you grew up. I think your family did a nice job oh, with yeah, like with categorizing photo albums. Photo albums. My family yeah. was probably the rock star area of uh, video recording. Like, yeah. Like cataloging. Yeah, you have a lot recorded of recorded videos, videos from yeah. our like, you know, concerts and plays and all sorts. Of, you know, playing basketball in the backyard area and just that was kind of our family's version, my family's version of logging history. And so every family will do this differently. But I think whether it's through writing or through speaking or through pictures and imagery, it does come up for me as something that's valuable to invest time in even if i fail over and over again at it like somehow trying to capture memories uh stories you know baby books are not something we necessarily did but but how can i still we as a family remember Have what was unique to memories, to our yeah. oldest and our, yeah. our young yeah so yeah yeah and again, recording these things because to record ourselves, to create some kind of record is a very human experience. Mm -hmm. It's an outgrowth of us recognizing our own individual worth mm -hmm. and the worth of those around us. Yeah. And I've been critical of people who um, like take a lot of photos or videos of events that, that they're attending or something instead of enjoying the moment instead of is enjoying that what you're the talking? moment yeah yeah but i i think i have come to recognize that in recording that moment in taking so many pictures we're we're imprinting a a, a label of value mm -hmm. on that thing mm -hmm. it's a way of somebody saying this has value to me this mm -hmm. moment does and i want to preserve it sure um whether I look at the photo once for the rest of my life or whether I look at it, you know, every month for the rest of my life, it had value at that moment. Um, and that's, that's a uniquely human thing to, to yeah. want to preserve that. So I think that is a good thing. Sure, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm turning, uh, turning that criticism. Sure. I mean, of course there's a balance if we're interrupting the whole flow of a social event by taking staged pictures so that it could be you know that that's that's kind of messing up the moment of of your event or your experience but yeah like can you sneak some photos in or at the end of your time with friends or family let's capture a picture that's that's yeah. great that's yeah. great yeah it is it is and so we write this christmas card or new year's card i guess yes usually fits on a half page and we've noticed a lot of our friends and family doing that same thing of, yeah. of kind of writing a short yeah. narrative of their family's life over the past year and mm -hmm. kind of all the big things that they've done job changes and they moved and we had another another baby or we've got one on the way and mm -hmm. you know all these things that they're going through that that they're living so yeah uh, i think that that is a cool thing and I think we both really enjoy reading those and just getting a glimpse into somebody else's life for a little bit. Totally. Uh, to be honored in, in a way of, of them sharing that with us. Totally. Yeah. And I think the craft of writing is also very special, you know, to narrate, to 
to be spe- like to put your voice yeah as the author into yeah. the story of your family so if everyone wrote the story of 2023 for your family it would come out in different voices and that's kind of fun to think about and of course yeah in 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 your family if you kind of are the lead historian your voice will carry through uh anyway i I think the writing craft in particular is pretty captivating to me and it's it's enjoyable yeah so even i would say even my enjoyment in journaling you know in in my own individual journal it crosses my mind that oh this is something that in the future our kids could see and and that's kind of a nice idea that they they would have my handwriting you yeah. know restored yeah. or stuff like that it's just it's cool i recall when my uh mater- maternal grandmother died it was very special that the families had copies of a prayer that she wrote herself yeah and she wrote it in her handwriting and and she had us say it before our special family meals usually i guess christmas and easter i'm i'm not quite sure how often that was was done but for sure those big holiday meals and and that was so cherished by her daughters and of course us uh, grandchildren so that's what i'm talking about just yeah. the the voice the the artifact i guess yeah. it's like yeah. somebody's writing someone's yeah, yeah so. so two two things there okay that one that prayer i know i know which one you're talking about mm-hmm. and um there's a lot of copies of that prayer now floating around your mm-hmm. your parents house and and um, uh, your, all your family members' houses. It's interesting that for you and your siblings and your parents, that prayer is really associated with your grandmother mm-hmm. for the grandkids, for the next generation down, that prayer will really be associated with your mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, that's true. And, and that's, that's, that's a really cool piece that they can then pass on and someday it will be associated with them yeah first the the, next it'll be associated with with you know our generation in the Mm -hmm. family you know Mm -hmm. us and your siblings and that's cool well are did you have more yeah but uh it's kind of a broader no go ahead so related to the your idea of like samples of handwriting and the artifacts that we leave behind especially when we write it's sort of like when you're able to get really close to um, a painting. Next time you're at an uh, anywhere where you've got access to a, a hand-painted painting, whether okay. it's an art gallery or, or your living room, uh, whether it's a famous painter or not, look at an look at an oil painting, and um, or look at a sculpture or any really really any piece of art created by human hands. Um, Mm. and you can find 
signs of the human that created that, mm-hmm. whether that is a thumbprint left in the clay or whether that is, uh, you know, the you can see the brush stroke and you can see where that artist pushed a little bit harder into the oil or, or mm-hmm. pulled part of that oil out to create the impasto, the, the texture on the oil paint. And then go back to the cave paintings. There's this cave painting in where early, early humans, ancient, mm-hmm. ancient humans left some of their first pieces of art. And mm-hmm. one of them that I love, it's all these handprints on the wall. Mm-hmm. It's they, they put their hand on the wall and they blew paint all over the back of their hand. And what it left was a silhouette of their handprint. And if you're able to be close to that, to be able to find the imprint left by the human that made that mm-hmm. is to share a moment of connection with that person. So you can go to a gallery and you can share a moment of connection with Vincent van Gogh, mm. or you can go to your living room and you can share a connection with some artist that, you know, you inherited this little oil painting or or whatever, you know, this, you can share that moment of connection with a sample of handwriting or a story that gets passed down or with a piece of art that gets produced, but it's humans have to create that in order to create that kind of cross temporal connection of, of our lives never touch each other, perhaps, except for this moment. Yeah. That's uniquely human. And that's the whole reason we're exploring hobbits is because Tolkien had a good understanding of what it meant to be human. And he encapsulated all of that in these mm-hmm. little little people that we envy so much when we read uh, about their life and their story. And, and, um, and we can just find ourselves empathizing with them more than anybody else. Yeah. Yes. Will you talk a little bit about how... You know, what is Bilbo's text really all about? Is it a journal entry? Is is it supposed to be historical? Is it for pure entertainment? Why it's, do you what really, do you think that's about? It's really all of those things. He writes, you know, there and back again, which is really the text of the Hobbit. Yeah. You think it's all those things? It's it's all those things in that he intended it he intended for it to be a great tale of a great Last time we talked, or maybe not last time, but a while ago, we talked about quest versus adventure. This was definitely more on the side of adventure, but mm-hmm. it, it had elements of a quest in that, like, there's this great peril, and ultimately, it uh, it really does change some things. And so, it is one of those great tales, and he wanted to preserve it as a great tale. It's a it's a story worth telling, not because it's a um, generation defining event. Or, or because it is a really even important sure. event, mm-hmm. but it's inter- it is entertaining, uh, and it, and it's interesting and it's thought provoking. It reminds me a little bit of my own grandfathers. Both of my grandfathers have a habit of writing mm-hmm. things down. They love telling stories, and um, I've read quite a bit of both of their their writings as mm-hmm. they've sent them to me over the years. They've they've sent me parts of their stories and um yeah they've been kind of shared amongst the family members and they both have this uh, ability to recollect and then tell stories that that were just maybe they were emblematic of some age that they lived through or maybe mm. that story was uh unique to their part of the world at that specific time or it was this is what it was like to 
to live as this person uh, during this Im important historical event or mm -hmm. something like that. And so just the ability to tell stories connects us with each other mm -hmm. and is part of what separates us from the rest of creation is mm -hmm. this ability to connect in a, in a way uh, that, that I just don't think other creatures have. Yeah. Well, speaking of that connection, we could get real meta and talk about being connected long-term to Tolkien. His writings have endured. They've been entertaining. They've prompted movies, a trilogy. Now they have prompted a series, you know, like a, what do, what do we want to call that? Yeah, yeah. episodes TV. Of, yeah. of TV. So, and so many people have been affected by Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So I guess I'm going meta a little bit to sure. suggest, wow, I'm just going to be in awe of that. Yeah. everlasting you know writing really and i feel privileged to know a little bit more about it it seems like each day yeah i think those stories endure because they tell us something about ourselves as mm -hmm. we've kind of gone into in in early episodes of this podcast we really got into what does tolkien know about the human condition and what does he show us about the human condition? Mm -hmm. And part of why it, it, it the story resonates with so many people, you know, for 80 years now is mm -hmm. that it it's always holding up a mirror to ourselves and it's always showing us a way to be a better version of ourselves. It's always showing us what's noble, what is mm -hmm. true, what is good and what is beautiful. And, and it's showing us also, conversely, this is what is wrong. Mm -hmm. This is what is evil. This is what is ugly. And all of those things go together. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't mean superficially ugly. I mean truly, like, characteristically ugly. Sure. Um, yeah. and, and evil go together. And there can be a level of discomfort with saying, this is good and this is evil. And that beauty goes with the good and that ugliness goes with the evil. Sure. There's a level of discomfort with that for, I would say, us modern people. Sure. Us yeah. modern us people. Modern oh, people. Phrase. Us modern people. <laughs> yeah. For us living today, because we live in an age, uh, really what it is, it's not so much just relativism where everything is okay because I say it's okay, but we live in an age of nihilism where ultimately nothing matters yeah the the stage following relativism of whatever uh whatever i'm comfortable with matters is is what i'm okay with the stage that follows that is nothing else matters except the will to power and my ability to control what i want mm -hmm. which and we've adopted that into so many aspects of our life including our our work our career our our politics our education all, so many of those things have aspects of just like uh, do whatever you want whatever it's all fine it's all good like all all options are equally good mm. that's not true <laughs> yeah that's not true and that's an uncomfortable truth 
is that there is a better option. Yeah. If you simply accept that, then you've started to accept some of the basic ideas that Tolkien is presenting, is that that he is presenting a way forward. Yeah. Yeah, so it's neat to have records like this to turn back to again and again, reflect on, and that can be done even in today's modern age, if you will. Modern. Um, Postmodern. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Talking to the historian over there. But we can do that in our family life. And we can take a little joy in it, too. You know, definitely it's work. It does take time and thought. But it can be fun. And if you find your version of storytelling, whatever that looks like, maybe it's starting a podcast. Perhaps. <laughs> I think I like writing for its own sake. I think go for it. For other other things too. I like writing fiction. Um I've I've taken to writing fiction. Lately. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. I've written a couple of Yeah. That runs stories. that yeah. runs in your family too. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, figure out your way to Go write your story. To tell your story, write your story and be a voice in your family. And hope that's hope that's fun. Yeah. Well, you want to sign off there? Sounds good. All right. Good night. Good night.